The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Thank you so much for all the back and forth. I know we've been trying to get you on here for a long time. I don't know how to navigate having a baby and working. <laughs> oh my God. And the time zone is a nightmare. So I appreciate <laughs> you working with us. <laughs> so, okay. I want to start from the very beginning um, because I think obviously your story is so amazing coming from the amazing family that you came from. And I also love that your mom had a studio in the back of an Italian restaurant. Yes. <laughs> and it was a great Italian restaurant, by the way. It was one of the best. <laughs> so introduce yourself. Let everybody know where are you from, what you do, and then let's like talk about your beautiful career. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so my name is Mava. I uh, am the founder and CEO of a brand called Bread. Um, or Bread Beauty Supply is the long-form name. And we make hair care products. We like to say that we make hair care basics for not-so-basic hair. And I'm from Perth, Western Australia, which is where I am right now. It's on the west coast of Australia, so it's about as far as you can get from the United States, hence the (laughs) terrible time zone. Um, Yeah, this is where I grew up. It's It's kind of a big town, but a small town in terms of size and population and just like mindset and all of those things. I grew up in a suburb outside of LA. So I understand that it's big town, small town. It's like a big suburb. The whole city is just one big suburb. And yeah, I, I spent my childhood basically, uh, in my mom's salon. She had a braiding salon here, um, in the nineties and early two thousands. And I also kind of spent my childhood thinking I was either going to become a vet and then later a lawyer, but never a beauty entrepreneur. So I'm here now, but this was not the path. <laughs> Which is, that's, and that's what I always like to talk about because obviously, I mean, it's good to have hopes and dreams when you're little, but it's really following your own path and ending up where you're supposed to be. By the way, I have to say like, bread is so beautiful. It is oh, the sheet, the branding. Like, I don't know if that was <laughs> you or whoever you hired or worked with or your mood board within a grab, like whatever it was, <laughs> it's, so beautiful and the Instagram is so cool and so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just so visually stimulating. And the women on there are just insanely beautiful. It's just like every you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. The colors oh, too. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's the idea. It's like we want to be excessively aspirational because you don't really find that in this category of hair when we get into kind of like natural hair and textured hair it's like all very same same and we want to be doing something different so that's a really lovely compliment thank you (laughs) so what were you doing so okay so what was your mom what was your mom doing before she had her space was she doing something out like was this was that almost like should she give up something to try to do that on her own yeah so my parents both immigrated here. My dad is from France. My mom is from the Ivory Coast in Africa. She went to France to go to school, which is where she met my dad. And my dad's parents, they loved to travel. They had visited Australia and done, I mean, Australia is a very like, you go camping and you drive your car around Mm -hmm. and they loved it. It was like outback and bush and they decided that they wanted to move here. So my dad naturally wanted to move as well. And he'd met my mom at that time and they had my brother, my older brother first, and then decided to move to Perth as well. And when she first got here, like I think about it now that I'm an adult and I'm just a little bit in awe of what she probably had to go through because this was, you know, late 80s, early 90s, and there wasn't a lot of immigration in Perth. She was probably one of like the only black people in the whole city. And, you know, it was hard for her to get work because she had an accent, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. And she ended up cleaning. So she was doing cleaning in a hotel 
and did that for a long time. And she actually ended up damaging her back. So she pretty much like oh, broke God. her back, even to this day, like she has issues with her back because of that. And so she couldn't do it anymore. She couldn't do the cleaning anymore. And eventually decided that, you know, she had this skill that no one else really had because she had grown up braiding and just kind of went for it and decided to open a salon, not because, you know, it was something that she necessarily wanted to do. It was kind of the only option. It was like, can't find work. can't do this job that was pretty much the only job I could get hired to do. And so she really had to just kind of figure it out. And that was the way that she did it, which is really cool. I think just in terms of, you know, figuring out a a niche in the market that nobody else can fill and just going for it. (laughs) And what was it like? I mean, so how old are you when she had the salon? I was about, I want to say maybe 10, nine or 10. So this is like a pivotal, this is like you growing into a lot of like self-awareness as a child into like a little preteen. And now you have almost like a safe space that your mom is running. That's like probably was such a big deal for Perth, right? It was a huge deal. It was like definitely the only braiding salon at the time. There's a few now, but um, back then it was definitely one of the first. And I mean, when you're a kid, like you don't find those things cool. It was like, I don't want to... I don't want to go to my mom's salon on the weekend and like on the school holidays, but there were definitely, I think, fun moments in that when I was allowed to bring my friends and they wanted to come with me and we would actually like busk out on the street. So we'd put like a little hat out and we'd go to the front of the shop and do little dances. Yeah, that's so Um, cute. (laughs) (laughs) Which was, you know, one of the fun parts of it. But then it was like, oh, now I have to, as I was getting a little bit older, it was like, now I have to help with the braiding and I have Mm. to help answer the phones. That was something my mom always loved that I did because she still had the accent and people couldn't understand Mm. her. And so I would take the phone calls and I was like nine, like, and... I actually was reflecting on that the other day and realized that that really carried through for me when I was in high school Mm. and I was part of like the, I don't know what you would call it in the United States, but here it was like the student council. Student council. Okay, perfect. I was on the student council. I was on the student council too. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) We were organizing like the school ball and I would have to make all the calls to the vendors Uh, for the school ball. And you knew how to talk to people. I knew how to talk to me, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the vendors was like, oh, I thought you were a teacher. Like when she actually finally met me. <laughs> That's so cool. So great, great skill development. I have to, my dad had a tiny little dentist office. He was the only guy in there and my mom ran it. And that's how they met. Mm-hmm. She worked there. And when I was younger, I would go in and like answer phones. And mm-hmm. my, my mom would teach me because she was, you have to learn how to talk to people. You have to have decorum. I don't, it's those types, it's that type of work that leads you into being like a well-developed human when you're older, always, I think. I agree. And you probably had experience of like different types of people coming into the, what do you call it? Navigate. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But you had to navigate around people's personnel. I mean, there's, I always say there's nothing better than being like a waitress or just anything in the service industry too, because it obviously is just important to build that skill set, but you learn so much about people. You do. Yeah. I, I really did. And my mom was very much like a, where the salon was, like it was part of the city that wasn't as developed. And so there was a lot of homeless people. There was like people of so many different backgrounds and like you learn how to treat people like people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're not around that when you're younger and growing up, it can be a little more confronting, but my mom really taught me how to just be decent to people and know Mm -hmm. that everyone is like, just give people the benefit of the doubt and treat everyone like a human being. So I imagine also this was like a big, your mother was probably, you know, probably felt like she had her own little community that she was building over there, huh? It's probably like a really good safe space for, and so what did you do in after high school? Like what, what did you think you were going to do besides be a vet and a lawyer? Yeah, I think I wanted to be a vet when I was like six. Everybody and, did because um, you love animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to just save animals professionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I actually kind of got to do that when I was older and kind of now because we ended up doing like seeing eye dogs and we would look after seeing eye dogs when I was in Melbourne for a couple of years. And so we had like over the course of two years, maybe like 20 dogs that we looked after. <laughs> so <laughs> thrilled that I got to live that out Yes, my adulthood. <laughs> Wait, would you like um, hand them off to their new owners? Yes. 
it was traumatizing, but so fulfilling. But how, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, listen, it's better than like fostering a dog and having a random person like you. Was that so fulfilling? Because yeah, you're giving oh this God. person, sorry, it's detour, but like you're giving a human being their sight yeah. through a stuffed animal that's turned into a living thing. Right. Yeah. I loved it so much. We, oh, wow. You know, we'll look after one for either their whole kind of, I guess, adolescence, like from when they're eight weeks old until they're about, you know, a year or just over a year. And then they would go on to grad school. And then the company would like fully train them up to be placed with a client. And then sometimes they don't pass. And so you either watch them get adopted or you adopt them. We ended up adopting <laughs> the last one. <laughs> yeah. I understand how that goes. I have, I have three dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish. At one point we did have three, like all together and it was absolute pandemonium. So I don't know how you do it, but I, not well. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them on my feet right now. Oh Just my gosh. Praying someone doesn't so ring cute. a doorbell. This program is brought to you by my favorite Athletic Green, a health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. I love Athletic Greens. It is the first thing I do every morning. I make a glass for myself, my mother, and Davide. I even have him on it, which is a miracle. Because, you know, with so many stressors in life and crazy schedules, it can be impossible to maintain an effective nutritional habit to give our bodies the nutrients that it needs to thrive every day. I mean, obviously, we have busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise environment, stress, eating, you know. We're always a little deficient in key nutritional areas. And that's why AG1 by Athletic Greens is the category-leaning superfood product because it brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Keeping up with the latest research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach and it can be really hard to keep up with. So to help each of us be our best, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you one thing with all the best things. And I will tell you why. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one daily serving. So you're not having to like you know, I put minerals or was putting minerals in my water and then I was drinking chlorophyll and then I was putting spirulina in my smoothie and then I was trying to take all my different pills. I don't do any of that anymore because I get one scoop with all of that in there. The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 also all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. And I will tell you this, as your friend, your skin starts glowing when you use this product because everything inside, you know, beauty starts from within. Everything inside just starts working. Join the movement of athletes, life leads, moms, dads, rookies, and first-timers, and everyone in between taking ownership of their daily health and focusing on nutritional products they really need in the simplest manner. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting one-year supply of vitamin D free and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you go to athleticgreens.com slash best. Again, just simply athleticgreens.com slash best to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, so then what did you do? So I, when, yeah, when I was in high school, by that point, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to work in social justice. There were points at which I wanted to go and work for the UN. And I did a lot of sort of extracurricular things around that. So I ended up, what was I doing? We had like a moot. Is that what you call it? I can't even remember what it's called. It's like a moot when you're in high school. It's like a fake court thing. Oh, yeah. Where 
yeah, we, we did a lot of that. And the plan was always like, okay, cool. I'm going to go and study law. By the time I graduated, I had like high enough scores to get into the best university, but not a high enough score to get into law at that Mm. university. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going there and doing a different degree. I think it was Bachelor of Business, Bachelor of Arts, so that I could do like political science and then eventually transition into law. But I hated it. It was super, like it just felt really elitist, this particular Mm. university. And I was like, I don't want to do this. They also wouldn't let first years have parking permits, which when you live in Perth, it's like you can't get anywhere without a car. And so I would have had to travel like three hours on different trains and buses because you can't find parking otherwise. And then, you know, do the same thing on the way Why would you do that to freshmen who like already have a hard time getting to school and focusing anyway? And no friends and like all those things. So I was like, you know what? I think I want to just take a minute, figure out what I want to do. I want to have an enjoyable university experience. And so I I actually ended up going to work for about six months while I waited to figure out if I wanted to transition to another university. I worked in this random admin job, which was really well paid. And I was like, great, living the life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Selling roller doors and um, garage doors and things like that. And then ended up transitioning to another university so that I could study law and business and just kind of like threw the business degree in there because I thought... I want to do some fun like study units while I'm here because the law is going to be really dry. And then I kind of got to the end of that and realized that I, I think I'm just too emotionally absorbent. Like Mm. I was doing a lot of criminal law and innocence project and a lot of things like that, which like I loved, but I also realized that I wasn't going to be able to hack that for 40 years of my life. And if the I emotional was toll it takes on people, I always, especially here in the US too, I always just say those should be the highest paid people because I can't imagine seeing that every day and keeping, how do you go home? How do you go to sleep at night? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a lot. And I felt like I still really wanted to have an impact and I still really wanted to do something important that would help people. But I didn't feel like I, like my skills and what would make me happy would really be able to put me in the best position and really be able to get the most out of me. And so I decided to pursue business instead, always with this idea in the back of my mind that if I do this really well, I can probably still have just as much of an impact, if not mm-hmm. more, Totally pursuing this field. And so that's what I ended up doing, going into marketing. So cool. Isn't it? By the <laughs> way, I studied marketing in college. And isn't it amazing where you, when you can sit in class and study what you like and you're just like, oh, yeah. like, uh, especially like, like fun. <laughs> yeah. You literally, you're like, Oh, like, and then you realize like everything. I remember thinking like, wow, everything around us is a designed product. Like it's a thoughtfully designed product that you need in your life. Hopefully yeah. Yeah. enough to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was the same. I was like fascinated by the fact that actual people people that I know or people that could be me were in charge of like creating these TV commercials that I right. was watching on my TV my whole life. Yeah. yeah. I, loved like, it. I, I was like, that. I want to work on peanut butter. I want to do an ad <laughs> for peanut butter. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like I can yeah. make up a peanut jingle really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> or so Vegemite how, here in Australia. Oh yeah, Vegemite. <laughs> so how did bread come to be? So bread came to be because I pursued that career in marketing and ended up working in beauty marketing. And I loved it. But at the same time, after a little while, I became a little bit jaded. And this was, you know, 2000 and I want to say 13, 14, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. And I felt like an imposter. Like I felt like fraudulent because here I was like working behind the scenes of these beauty brands and realizing that, oh my God, they're actually not marketing to me Mm. and they're not marketing to women who look like me Mm -mm. and like my peers and my family. And it just made me very uncomfortable. And I realized that I think when you see the inner workings of something that is so big, 
you realize why startups can be successful because there is so much red tape. There are so many like opportunities and ways to better serve the market that larger companies just cannot service because they're Mm -hmm. too big. There's just too many layers to be able to do it or to do it well. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I wanted to leave and do something about it and start my own brand, start something that I felt would one, speak to this person in the market that was me who felt like they weren't being spoken to in this way. And two, not just like in terms of product, but also in terms of brand experience, because Mm -hmm. at that time, there were brands on the market that were available for women of color from, you know, foundation and like makeup and, you know, hair care and skincare, but they didn't look and feel like the brands you saw in the mass market. And they weren't marketing the way that you saw brands no. marketing. to. It was Caucasian a separate women. section almost. It seemed very, yeah. you had all your pop, you know, more popular brands and then everything yeah. was separate. Exactly. And it was just a very different type of marketing and it didn't feel aspirational. And I was like, I want to provide not just better product, but also just this better brand experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I left knowing that's what I wanted to do, but I actually didn't know exactly what the brand would be. I was like exploring so many things and, you know, this was pre-Fenty and so makeup was a big (laughs) opportunity (laughs) because nobody was doing, you know, more foundation shades and better breadth of foundation shades. And so I left knowing, okay, I'm going to explore. I'm going to figure out like, where can I best serve this market? Like, what is the thing that I can do better Mm -hmm. than anyone else? And that I have like the, we used to, (laughs) I did this internship at Procter & Gamble. And one of the things that they used to say that's always in the back of my mind is like, where do we have the right to win. Not just like where's the market opportunity, but where do we have the right to win with Oh, that, that just market. gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I love it. It is it's that like thought that's thing. like you're like yeah. some yeah, really exactly. smart person along the way came up with that and was just like here's a brand, here's a brand, here's a brand. Here's a brand. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's inspirational. Yeah. And there's so many different, you know, white spaces in the market that can be tackled, but it's like, but why you, like, why is that your thing? Why do you have the right to be the best in that space versus anybody else? And so I was exploring and, you know, I happened to go on a trip to the United States with the job that I was doing at the time, which was actually like in entrepreneurship, which was something I wanted to do so that I could learn from other people and figure out like what other founders were doing and how people were running their businesses. And I was in the United States and I had a chemical hair relaxer in my suitcase, which is like a chemical hair straightening product that a lot of black women use, especially if you have really coarse hair. And I had used it since I was six or seven to chemically straighten my hair. And I had this thing in my suitcase when I was in New York and I got on a flight to go from New York to Colorado. And they when I got it. to Colorado, no, they didn't take it. But oh, when I, I was got like to Colorado. <laughs> it was confiscated. No. Um, I opened my suitcase and it had actually exploded over all of my stuff. Yeah. So that wasn't fun. And I was in the middle of nowhere. And I couldn't get access to another one. And relaxer is like bleach, right? You have to top it up because you mm-hmm. get new growth. And I was due for a top up. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get more. Like, what do I do? And at that time, I realized that I had started looking at ingredient lists of products that I was putting on my skin. So my body creams, my skincare, like all of those things. And I realized that I was still relaxing my hair which I'd done for, you know, 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and that my scalp was skin too. And (laughs) it wasn't even just like a matter of, you know, potential. I was like, oh, maybe there's internal damage because your scalp is like so absorbent. It's actually external as well. Like I'd grown up getting like scabs and welts and things on my head and just like smell the smell, just like supreme damage, like breathing it in, just having like these, you know, (laughs) disgusting, like bloody welts on your head. And it's like, that's, part of the experience. Right. And I was like, maybe I should stop doing that. Um, And you know what, I'm going to go back to my natural texture. And I think a function of that decision was actually that I had been in New York prior and there was already this kind of like bubbling up and this natural kind of 
movement that you could see happening, which is the natural hair movement mm-hmm. of people being so much more comfortable to wear their hair naturally and not feel like they needed to straighten it. And so I decided to go back to my natural hair. First thing I did was go on the hunt for products that were actually designed for my hair type because all the products I'd been using before were designed for straight hair because my hair was like chemically straight. chemically straightened. Yeah, it breaks the bonds. And so, so after 20 years... You're actually having to find products that are for your real hair Mm -hmm. texture. Yeah. It's like you become a baby again. You're like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) What do I use? Like when you think back to your teens and like you didn't know how to put on a plush or you didn't know what sort of like, you know, mascara to wear or how to do your eyebrows. It's like that. You're like learning from scratch again. And when I went to actually go and find these products, I was like very shocked at what the entire category looked like. Mm -hmm. And because I had had that experience in my mom's salon with all of these products, we were actually importing a lot of those products back in the 90s and early 2000s in the salon. So it was like a, a mini sort of beauty supply in there as well. And I was like, these haven't changed and everything looks exactly like it did back then. And it wasn't a category that I had really thought about up until then because I wasn't in it. I wasn't using the products. I didn't need to. And so it was a complete blind spot. And once I actually had this need, I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to spend money on this. I I'm trying to navigate this category as like a new kind of consumer and there's nothing that I want to buy. There's no brands I feel like I want to buy into when I buy beauty and when so many other people buy beauty, it's like an extension of yourself, right? Of course, you want to identify with it. Yeah. And I just couldn't find that. And so I went away and the first thing I actually did was look at the market data because I was like, okay, cool. I'm having this issue. I think there's an opportunity here to build a brand and a product that I would be really proud to use, but what is everyone else doing? And so (laughs) I looked at the market data, saw that, you know, the natural hair movement wasn't just a visual thing. It wasn't just anecdotal. It was like in the data, more, more people were ditching relaxer, not buying relaxer. Sales had declined super dramatically. Sales for conditioners and shampoos and things were rising. And so I felt like there was a real opportunity to create something meaningful in the space that would be for, the consumer like me, who was, I don't like to say millennial because I just feel like generations are so like intertwined and it's, it's how I feel too. I don't, it seems like you're almost limiting yourself by saying millennial. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Gen Z as well. But I'm like, no, it's just, it's the, it's the bread girl. It's the bread person (laughs) that, yeah, I just felt like there was an opportunity for this brand to exist for that person. There've been many times in my life that I didn't seek out the therapy that I had needed or desired because the whole process of finding a therapist and having to physically commute somewhere and sit in an office, it was time consuming. It was hard to find somebody that I vibed with. You know, what someone likes in a therapist, somebody else won't necessarily. So it was like a big, long process. And that's why BetterHelp is just the best. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can connect in a safe and private online environment. It is incredibly convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line or a self-help line. It is actual professional counseling, which is done securely online. What's amazing about it too, is you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule your weekly video or phone session, no problem. All of this is without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. (laughs) BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches. And so this is the best part. They make it super easy and free to just change a counselor anytime if needed. It's also way more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available worldwide and you can find the particular expertise that you need online from anyone. Again, you're totally not limited to counselors located in your area. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, anything. Everything you share is confidential. I mean, I can't tell you how convenient or professional or affordable this is. If you do not trust me, just go online. They have 
tons of testimonials that are posted daily on their website. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life. And so as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash Pia. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. Whether it's for a wedding or a spontaneous date night, you deserve to look and feel your absolute best. Feel the control and confidence that you need for any occasion with Honey Love Shapewear. Okay, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite shapewear. It's shapewear that you actually want to wear. It's designed for comfort and looks. Honey Love is as beautiful as your favorite lingerie with unparalleled construction. I have to tell you, I wear these and Davide has no idea (laughs) that they are shapewear. He thinks that these are a personal gift to him. (laughs) Unlike your grandma's girdle, Honey Love is made from premium materials and constructed with Signature X that targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. Honey Love's soft and super flexible boning means your shapewear never rolls down. People love Honey Love. It has been featured in the New York Times, on Good Morning America, in Brides Magazine, and has thousands of five-star reviews. You know, what I love the most about Honey Love is I truly, I can put on a dress that I usually would feel a little uncomfortable in, and I'm super confident, and I don't feel embarrassed about what is under my dress. I feel, like I said, when I take off my dress at the end of the night, that I'm wearing something sexy. It's incredible. There's also no risk because Honey Love covers the shipping and restocking to make all U.S. returns completely free. You deserve shapewear that you want to show off. See for yourself at honeylove.com and get 20% off a second item. Plus, when you use code BEST, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Get 20% off your second item, plus an additional 10% off at honeylove.com with code BEST. Honeylove.com, code BEST. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have stick straight ass white girl hair, but the only thing I got from my mom is her, (laughs) my mom's from Denmark, and the only thing I got from her is her thin strip. My dad's Italian. His sister has thick texture, you know, big hair. Oh my gosh. And when I lived in New York, I, re- I lived in Chinatown and there was a salon downstairs. And so I would just go get my hair cut in there. And they convinced me to chemically straighten my hair Oh no! <laughs> to get all the flyaways down. So I used yeah. to like love yeah. doing that because I was like, look how silky my hair is. And then it, when it started mm-hmm. growing out and I was like, oh my God. And I, and I remember realizing how bad it smelled. And I went to dinner that night with one of my girlfriends who had been doing the same to her hair for a long time. And she was like, yeah, I've been doing that since I was like 12, Pia. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like what I've been going through my whole life. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, you know? And and it was that aha moment to me. And I remember I had a model on my set one day who showed me her ID and she is a beautiful black woman that grew up in Newport and was straightening her hair and dyeing it blonde. Oh my God. So her ID from high school, she had blonde straight hair. And now she obviously has this like big, beautiful, curly, dark hair that it's her natural hair. And, you know, I think, I'm sure you know how impactful you're being, but I'm sure it's also even more impactful for women who are older than you and women like your mother who Mm. would have never, you know, we're younger, we're in the last however many years, we've seen so many great, you know, we've had so many great examples of powerful women of color doing so many amazing things, but like your mom didn't, you know, like, I mean, she must be so proud. Oh yeah. She loves it. I mean, we went into, so you can finally get it in Perth because they opened a Sephora here and she came to the opening with me and, um, I really need to just like get her on the floor because she was just like running around the store. Like, Oh, but have you been over here? Have you seen this brand? You have curly hair. Come here. Let me show you something. (laughs) Just absolutely killing it with the sales. (laughs) (laughs) And now bread is like, Every, I mean, it's award-winning. Yes, it you're is. on we Vogue. Have, I, think, like, I mean, you're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have almost, I think, around. I think we're up to about twenty-five now awards, and we only have like eight products, which is amazing. So, really, just 
so happy with how it's been received and that it's weird because like you, you imagine something in your mind for so long and you're like, this is how I want it to be like in the market. This is what I want. And then it happens and you're like, Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) It's actually happening. Like all the cool people that I was like, Oh my God, I'd love for this person to use it. I'd love for this person to see it. And then they do. And they're like DMing you like, Oh, this is so cool. And you're like, Oh my God. Wow. Okay. We did it guys. We did it. (laughs) So what was that process even like of like, I'm always so curious too. Like, you know, I have a brand, I have a couple brands and even like my yeah. clothing brand, I'm like, oh, like I'll look at the Instagram. I'm like, oh, this just like doesn't look how I want it to look. And like right now, especially with COVID, like it's I don't, fine. I don't feel like I have really good resources. How are mm. you keeping everything? So I'm like, can you give me some tips? Because <laughs> like, what are your deals with all, like, are you gifting a lot? Like, because it's, right. I mean, because yeah. the, your content is really, and I think people don't understand how hard it is to get content. Yeah. And if, yeah. It's not like you can do a photo shoot anymore. Like, you know, no. like, and I unfortunately have to do that. Like once a month we do a photo shoot and I'm like, after I post mm. two photos of this photo shoot, it's fucking old news. Nobody cares anymore. Exactly. And you're like, well, now I need you another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't have the money to do this. So, I mean, really right? like- from like a strategy standpoint, it seems like you're really doing everything right on top of it being top tier product. Yeah, you're right. It's really hard. Like it's it's hard behind the scenes because, and like to your point, we have such a specific tone that we can't operate like a, a beauty brand of the, not yesterday, because like a lot of these brands are like awesome and still doing cool things, but like brands who can just like gift product to anyone yeah. and then just use any content. Totally. We, we your, that's why I'm because... saying your thing is it, <laughs> your page. Everything is so branded and beautiful and, and specific. It's on brand. Yeah. 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 And I think we are very like, we take that quite seriously as I like to say, like everyone on the team, you are all custodians of the brand. Everything we put out has to align to the brand because one of the most important things for us is our brand and our brand equity. And that is what really sets us apart and gives us not just, you know, the products, but also the brand equity gives us much more value. And so every time you do something that feels off brand, you're like chipping away at that. And I just won't let that happen. and, And the team won't let that happen. So much so that if we miss a day of posting content, that's fine. If we don't have the right content, we're not posting. And that can feel like a little bit counterintuitive because it's like, well, you have to keep up with the algorithms and you have to be like doing things all the time. And I'm like, actually, I'd rather take a hit on the algorithm and a hit on missing a day or two than take a hit on the brand. So we, we definitely do gifting. We love for people to try the products. And actually what I love most about the gifting is not necessarily content that we get, but feedback. And so we use a lot of that feedback. And then when it comes to content, we have like specific programs. So we, and it takes a, it takes a while because you have to find the right people, identify them. And then when it's like a mutual fit and they love the brand just as much, that's when you kind of get into this really nice flow and this Mm -hmm. symbiotic relationship where it's like, you love the brand, you love the product, we love you, you do great content, like a digital editors program that we do now, which is like a group of, they're kind of an extension of the team, but they purely do content. And we, that's a paid program. We do like cool. three month stints, which is, yeah, I, I'm loving it. We've just that's really that smart. a couple months ago. It's great because it's, it's something that we're willing to invest in more so than like doubling our send outs, for example, exactly. which is probably going to cost us the same. But for us and our strategy, it works much better for us to work with less people who have the right brand tone. Yeah. And then you're not exhausting your team either. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you are among them, please know that you're not alone and that there is a solution that you can trust to deliver results. You guys, I have been using Nutrafol (laughs) for almost two years at this point. And you know how much I love to show off my hair, right? It is the result of consistency with this product. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Nutrafol is a physician-formulated product to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. This is a no-brainer because if you go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz, you get a personal product recommendation that is unique to your hair's needs. 
no matter what stage in life, like, hello, I'm taking it and my mother is taking it and we both have the, like our hair's fuller than it's ever been because Nutrafol is just a good solution. Nutrafol women is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, and environmental toxins. While women's balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair, through menopause. As Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. And when you subscribe, you'll receive an automatic monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code everything to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code everything. How many... Employees you have? Not that many. <laughs> People always say, oh, your team must be huge. Like you do all these things. I'm like, why? Wow, I don't, actually. I think that's a weird misnomer. <laughs> I've noticed forever that people would brag about their team size. And it used to be that way because you'd think the bigger the team and like the more quality hires, the more money you could raise. But I think it's, I think the opposite. I think the less people you have working for you, the cleaner the brand is like, Literally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The more layers you add, like the more complicated it gets. And then there's more brand custodian. Like everyone has to be on the same page. So we actually only have about three of us uh, on the team. And then, yeah, I know it's small, but, <laughs> but it's deliberate because we, like to your point, like the more layers that we add, the more complicated it gets. Yes. Um, but then we also work with like external um, partners as well. So like external PR teams, we have external designers, we have external moment operations. So three on the core team, but then other support functions um, around the brand. But we're hiring a lot this year, which is exciting, but also daunting. But I'm excited. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an, are you guys going into an office? Because there's three of you or no, you just work remotely. Right now we work remotely. So we were born in the pandemic, which is... (laughs) you know, fun. And we've always operated remotely. So I was supposed to be in the US and then borders closed and all those fun things. So um, we ended up just being completely remote from day dot. I had one team member who was in the same city as me. So we got to work together quite a bit, but then everyone else was just remote. We're still remote. Most of the team are in Australia and the United States, but even in Australia, we're like all in different time zones. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like what hours uh, of your day do you have meetings? Me? Like yeah. 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. Yeah. Because you have to just go, oh my yeah. God. You have to go with the world. You're like, okay, now this, <laughs> this country is awake. Now this country's awake. And like, I'm awake the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cool. I mean, it's fascinating yeah. because it it's so funny, like on top. Yeah, it, it's like all these things that you thought that you needed and all the ways that you thought you had to operate are completely obsolete now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually really like it. Like I, I remember, too. I was like, did I cause the pandemic? Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to commute. I don't want to do it. It's going to be like, I just hate it. I hate like one, getting ready to be like presentable to the world because it takes so long. And I I remember actually part of the reason I wanted to start bread and like part of what frustrated me so much was like, not just women, but black women in particular, having to spend so much time grooming ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, that's time that other people have that we don't. And it Mm -hmm. actually is like, it, it seems kind of frivolous and it seems like, I don't know, sometimes like reaching for straws, but I'm like, no, if we're spending an extra two hours a day that, you know, men don't have to spend getting themselves ready or like shaving their legs or like all of those things. I'm like, that adds up and it actually adds up to an impact to a lifetime. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I don't want to commute. It's a waste of time. I have to get ready in the morning. Then you have to be on a train and like all of these things. And I'm like, we could all just be in the comfort of our own homes getting just as much work done, if not more, I find that I get so much more work done because 
the distractions are very defined. It's like, okay, I have a meeting at this time rather than like when you're sitting at your desk and then someone comes to talk to you and then you get distracted and then you're having a chat about this thing and you get thrown off. <laughs> you? Yeah. I <laughs> had a desk that I sat at the head of and it was Tim and Eric and Tavi. It was all my boys. Uh-huh. And I would walk in in the morning and be like, hi, we got and we yep. and Sean and then Sean and then the new Ariana Grande album came out and then we would like dance in the off like it was so distracting and and yeah. then like I'm what three or four months before the pandemic I started working from home like I oh, obviously nice. would go in two days a week when we would have our fittings and have our meetings but I was like I'm not getting any work done because like I just want to hang out with you guys and this it seemed like a weird and then if like you weren't yeah. busy you were sitting in like an awkward quiet office and like that felt like school and I didn't like that yes. either mm-hmm. it felt like you just showing face and yes. rather than like getting quality work done so yeah I'm like you I find that when I'm on my own I get so much more done then you can like block your time out it's like cool I have this hour to do this call and then I have two hours to do work and then you know you know there aren't going to be any distractions because you have control like you can turn your phone off you can turn your yes. notifications off so yeah I I love it but then I was also like oh my god wow did I cause this because working from home is actually great love this <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's next for Brett that you can uh, talk about or hint to? I mean, global domination, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a lot of things coming up. We've got, I'm really, really excited about our product launches this year. I feel like we're like in a good flow now. We know what our customer wants now. Like when we first launched, we were like, yeah, we think this is it. And we did a lot of testing before and all of those things. And it went well. But then when we started introducing new products, we were like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is like really what they want. And we've been able to kind of tailor our product roadmap around that now that we're like a year and a half old. So yeah, really excited to expand product, really excited to be in more places internationally mm-hmm. and just really, really excited to grow the team. I think that's going to be one of the big things. Like we've kind of, like as, as I mentioned, just had a really lean team, which has been awesome. But now that we've got all of these new things happening, yeah, I'm just really excited to get more people on the bread wagon. <laughs> the name is so good too. Are there any products that you're surprised that people wanted? Not necessarily. Like I kind of go back and forth. So we launched a a hair cream, which is our curling um, leave-in conditioning styler and beautiful product. Like the packaging is unreal. It just feels like such a quality product at the price point that it is. And it's just an amazing like all around curling cream. But I was like very, this isn't going to hit because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone's at home. Like people want care products. They don't want styling products. I was very wrong. (laughs) That was like a super successful launch, way more than we kind of expected, which is why it's always out of stock because it's really hard to now get the packaging into the country. So yeah, I just, I didn't anticipate that, but people really love it. And so we know that there's still a real thirst for like better styling products and styling products that feel great and work really well, but that also you're really happy to like display on your vanity. So yeah, that one was a a bit of a surprise mid pandemic and mid lockdown. (laughs) LPA too. Like we would, we had like dresses planned to come out that were like night dresses. And I was like, oh my God, none of this is going to hit. And then we were like, why did that all sell out? Yeah. Where's everybody going? (laughs) You just, yeah, that's so true. Like it's so hard to pick it sometimes. And I don't know if you're like me, but I, sometimes my taste is like completely off from what the majority of people like or want. Totally. And so I'm always trying to think about that. I'm like, okay, I would like that dress or like whatever. I'm like, but would the people like it? Probably not. So I have to like. Which is literally our full job. (laughs) 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 Other humans. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been such a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm so like your success is just so it's just beautiful. And it's so cool to see somebody like around my, I know we're not supposed to talk about age, but somebody around my age doing something so interesting. And again, I mean, I can't speak enough. Everybody listening, you ought to follow the Instagram. Also all the photos of little girls. (laughs) Yes. Our bread babies. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Bread babies. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's, 
It's wonderful. I, I my daughter has a full head of hair, and so it's funny. Like I had yes. to like switch her products as I was just using baby shampoo, and right. then her hair started getting dry. I mean, it's halfway down her back. She's seven months old, so yeah. she now has a whole. We have to. I have to use no she poo shampoo, and I have to <laughs> use a detangler brush, and I have to blow dry it, and I have to put it back when she oh, sleeps. <laughs> but I. But what child. I do think is like what we were talking about. You know, like. She's going to, it's so odd because it seems so superficial, but like she's going to, these are things that she's looking at and seeing and interacting with at a yeah. young age, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, there, it, all these things are way more impactful than- Yeah, totally. We even imagine. Than we think. Yeah, I agree. Well, it was also a pleasure chatting with you. I have followed you for a couple of years now. And oh. I think that, I mean, we've never met, but I was thinking about this last night and I was like, Pia has a really great digital energy, right? Oh like I've never met you in person, but your <laughs> digital energy is, yeah, on point. So Thank love you. following you and seeing oh, your life. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always get so, uh, like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, I hope I'm not, like, disappointing. In oh, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. no, not, no, I think, like, your thing is, like, that you're just so much yourself. Yeah. And that comes across. So I don't think you can disappoint when you're just being yourself. Like it is what it is. (laughs) Thank you. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you stay cool while I freeze my ass off. By the way, I'm saying I'm freezing. I'm in fucking California. (laughs) I'm like, it's 65 degrees. (laughs) I worked out the Fahrenheit thing. So it's like 105 degrees. It gets that hot here. No. Yeah. Oh, you have the like, tube top. Yeah. Do you have like a fa- <laughs> like? What do you have? How do you sleep at night? This is a really great question. Not a lot, but we have fans, so you know that helps a little bit. <laughs> I had an apartment without air conditioning for so long, and I would put uh, wet towels in the freezer and just lay them on my body before I went oh, to bed. Oh yes, love <laughs> that. I'm gonna do that tonight. <laughs> Where can people find you? So bread is at Sephora. We're online and we're in stores. You can check like on the site to see if we're in a store near you. And then also at breadbeautysupply.com or at breadbeautysupply on Instagram. And where are you? Are you personally on Instagram? Yes, I am. But I couldn't find it. Oh, really? It's at Maver underscore Helen with an E on the end. Oh, because I just put in your first and last name and it didn't pop up. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I change that. I, I was like, Helen what is her secret? Insta- I was like, she has like a secret <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm not that cool. Not. <laughs> I just thought maybe you wanted like a more curated online identity mm-hmm. through bread or something. I nope. was like, okay. <laughs> bread is me and I am bread. I'm <laughs> All right. Well, thank oh, you we're, so. at bread. we're at bread on TikTok. <gasps> we got at bread and we get spammed every day from people being like, give me your at. I want at bread. Um, but no, it's us. <laughs> all, all the bread accounts, all the, yeah. all the carb accounts. <laughs> exactly. They're like, they're not even food. That was, imagine someone whose whole TikTok is just like loaves of bread being so mad that you're not food. <laughs> they are. They're mad. They really are. <laughs> well, maybe you can sell that one day. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Pia. You too. Bye. Chat soon. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.